Hello and welcome to jasonnewland.com This is number 28 of the, what is it, Let Me Bore You to Sleep, number 28. let me creak you to sleep or let me bore you to creak Andre's decided to jump up on me straight away normally he waits a little while but he's why are you sniffing there stop it so basically the whole idea behind these sessions these recordings is I just talk about pretty much anything that I feel like and none of it is going to be very exciting. It gives you the opportunity to just relax, let go and drift away while my boring voice connected to the boring words making up boring sentences contributing towards boring stories which allows you to just get even more bored and that's the whole point of these let me bore you to sleep recordings I think the old saying is uh, you get what it says on the tin which I suppose is the same with anything you buy that's got that's in a tin isn't it I mean, most things in tins have well I imagine they all have what's inside and how would you sell something if you didn't tell the customer what the contents were? It'd just be an empty tin or a tin with stuff in, but some kind of surprise. I don't know if it'd work. But only listen to my voice or watch the videos if you're watching on YouTube if you can safely close your eyes because my boring voice and my boring stories may bore you so this let me bore you to sleep might bore you to sleep is kind of what I'm trying to say For some reason, Andre's decided to come and cuddle me, and he's wrapped all around me. He's just looks like he's going to sleep. So, you know, one of the good things about him—not good things about him—but one of the things I quite like is so he's got his hands and he's got his feet. 
and there's something about when I touch his his feet he wraps his little toes around my finger and there's something really cute about it because he's got such little feet this it's like it's an automatic thing and I just I don't know why I just love it one of my favorite things in the world yeah. give daddy kisses daddy kisses Mm. Oh, okay, blimey. He ran off. He's decided to... Oh, I think kissing my face made him feel hungry. Now he's gone to have something to eat. Unless he's just trying to take the taste away. Mm. So... Whenever I make a recording in a series, this is kind of like a series, but not a series in the sense of um, there's going to be a week, so seven sessions, and then it's done. This is more a series where it's just open ended, goes on for forever and ever and ever. I might be still doing these when I'm 60 and I'll be saying okay so now it's time for let me bore you to sleep 2003 as far as you know how many rather than the year it wouldn't be the year would it because it's now 2018 but you know, episode 2013 or 2003 or 942. Yeah, I mean, get what I'm saying. It doesn't have to be a specific number. I mean, it's not really relevant, is it? Because it could be any number because, you know, we're looking into the future. I could have said 405 or 3009. But then... I guess it would depend on I mean, if I did a session every day, which I'm probably not going to, then they would last. That would mean I'd do 365 of these a year. So for 10, I'm now 47, I'll be 48 soon, a couple of months. So you're looking at 12 years, if I'm still doing this at 60, still doing making these sessions at 60 years old, that's 10 years, so it's 3,650, plus a couple of years worth as well, 360, 600, so it'd be 4,100 or something so over 4,000 episodes oh, can you imagine that but then who knows you know In when I was 60 I might be talking about completely different things I might be who knows I might be married I might 
I might have a children or stepchildren or grandchildren, who knows? I might have a pony in the garden. You know, I might have a I might have a swimming pool. I don't mean owning a leisure centre, you know, not an Olympic size swimming pool, but I might have a, a paddling pool or something like that or I may live in on a mountain somewhere. Perhaps gone down the you know, the spiritual route and decided to live in a cave and meditate all day for years and years. But the thing is if I suppose if I did do that then I wouldn't either I wouldn't um, be able to make sessions anymore or they'd be a lot a lot more echoey if I was in a cave wouldn't they but at the moment I can make a session and I can I can pretty much fart and get away with it without you hearing it but if I was in a in a cave it'd be very hard to hide farts in a cave Maybe that should be my title of my life story, the book of my life. It's very hard to hide farts in a cave. It could be uh, the title. But it's okay. I mean, I don't, I don't set out to talk about farting, by the way, just in case you think that every conversation leads back to farts it doesn't but in a way isn't really that the birth of humanity in a sense farts it's like the it's just one of the first things I imagine it's one of the first things we do as a baby is fart and As we get older, we also fart, you know, and we fart throughout. I think the only difference is, is once we realise what farts are, we can laugh at them. But then, you know, when we're babies, we don't realise we're fine. And I think maybe in older, older age, we might not hear it, you know, because maybe our hearing isn't as good as it used to be. And maybe we can't smell as well as we used to. Used to. Um, that's just natural to, you know, my eyesight. Oh, not that you know I can't really see my my farts. I'm not talking about farts anymore. But you know, my eyesight is definitely reduced somewhat. So if I'm watching television and uh, sometimes I just, I can't see the subtitles very well and I'll just have to ask Andre to, 
to read it to me now, say Andre. Because I'm reading, because sometimes it's not all, it's not like I'm going to be watching a film, a foreign film with subtitles, because I can't really do the whole two hours of reading off a television, because it's a bit too much. So, but some films do have subtitles, don't they? And they're, you know, it's, I just find it easier to watch a film that's in my own language. Although, saying that, some of the best films I've seen have been, or the most meaningful films that I've seen have been films that made if French, Spanish, German, uh, all different languages. And there's something about, um, seems to be more, more thought gone into it. It's not just all about action, all about, it's about the verbal, about the, the conversations, but real conversations, not, not, um, not like Tarantino conversations that are not realistic. You know, because no one really talks the way. Well, I've never met anyone that talked the, the way that the Tarantino films talk. It's uh, it's kind of made up, kind of made up dialogue. And but then that's probably what they call it a script, don't they? It's, it's, it is made up, isn't it? But. There was this one film, it was a French film, I think, pretty sure it was. And it was 1990, what year would this be? 1994, pretty sure it was 1994. So I had a girlfriend at the time, yep. I did actually have a girlfriend. And I can't remember what I was wearing, but she was wearing a white dressing gown. I have no idea why I remember that. But she, she'd had a bath and she was wearing a white dressing gown. And we were just sitting on a settee. So maybe I still had my jeans on because I didn't live there. So she lived there, so she had access to a dressing gown. But I didn't have a dressing gown because I was just visiting. I'm not even sure, I'm not even sure if I had a dressing gown at my own home at that time because I was living in London and I was visiting this place, this little town uh, which is about 100 miles away from where I lived to be with my girlfriend and I'd go and see her at weekends and stuff like that sometimes 
but I didn't have a dressing gown and I'm not even sure if I had one. But I suppose, I mean, she had a nice house and it was, you know, it's much more comfortable than my little room that I was renting. So it was more, she had a, so out here, I kind of made up for it, but I've got two dressing gowns. But they're not white, they're blue. And they're both kind of the same, not the same colour, they are the same colour. Pretty much identical. But I, I quite like to get a, I think they're a little bit tight for me. It's not that I'm big and muscular, I mean, of course I am, but it's not just that, it's, it's um, I feel a little bit restricted with them. I'd like to have have something nice and loose. Something so it's a bit looser around the shoulders. So maybe I need to get a, a bigger size just so that I can relax a little bit more. Because it's, I quite like wearing a dressing gown in the evening. You know, regardless of the weather. I mean, it shouldn't really make any difference what the weather's like because I'm indoors. I don't. It's not like I'm sitting here on my chair and my feet are out dangling out of the windows. It's, you know, I don't do that anymore. The neighbours complained. So I just had this. I used to, you know, years ago, I say years ago, but it was years, so it's, it's relevant, but you know, you know when someone says years ago, do you some, what goes through your mind, do you think five years, or ten years, or twenty years, or, or is two years acceptable, or do you feel that maybe if it's two years, the person should say two years ago, and not use the term years ago. I don't know, what do you reckon? Anyway, back in... So I moved into my home in April. Three years ago. And I'm very, very lucky to have this place. I've got my own flat, it's council, it's uh, a home for life really, providing I pay the rent and you know, keep up my end of the, the, the deal. And I'm very, very lucky and I don't always, I don't always appreciate it, I'll be honest. And because I'm a human being and I don't always don't always uh, walk around full of gratitude and I'd like to have more of that to have more of a sense of gratitude for what I do have instead of moaning or instead of complaining you know so I am I'm very fortunate so I moved in here it was kind of I think it was the April I think it, I think it was just after Easter that I moved in here and 
I had a, a new carpet put down. There was no carpet. When I moved in here, it was just a, a bare floor, concrete, concrete floor. And there was paint everywhere. And I remember the first time I actually came in here, because before I lived in here, before I moved into this, this flat, I had lived in, I think I must have moved about 45 times since I left school, I think. It might be more than that, but I've tried to, every now and then I, I try and count them. But uh, I've also had many, 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 many jobs, probably over 40, 40 or 50 full-time jobs as well. So I've not, um, you know, I've, it's been an interesting, well not interesting, but a um, challenging possibly kind of lifestyle that I've had at times. Um, not very secure, I didn't feel very stable at times. So, but anyway, I moved out of this place. I had this little room. It's very damp, and uh, I managed to get this place. Moved in here, and it was pretty much just uh, a shell. That was—I don't mean a sh literally a shell. I didn't sell there. There you go. There's a shell I found it on the beach. Would you like to live there? It, you know that's just being silly it was this is actually it's a it's a flat it's a or you might call it an apartment I don't know it depends um, I've got a friend Sebastian who lives in Germany he's I don't know if they call them apartments or but he's like social house social housing they call this although we call them council flats it is still social housing and as far as I'm aware social housing is it's pretty in most countries isn't it social housing I might be wrong let me know if I'm wrong that's if, you, if you're still listening and so I moved I came and had a look and I went online and did a Google search, Google Maps, to see where this flat was. And it was a little, it was quite a long way away from where I used to live, quite a long way away from, um, I think it was about 10 miles, something like that, from the town. So it's, it's not easy to, to walk to town is probably about three hours, two and a half hours, three hours walk. So it's a long, long, long walk. And I wasn't sure whether it was a good idea to to live so far out in you know, away from everything. But at the same time, because I waited so long and because I was, I was really nervous, you know, I was really concern about whether if I turned the flat down would I get a chance you know would I get offered another one so I kind of felt that I needed to take it anyway 
I was seeing the flat on the Tuesday. It was a bank holiday on the Monday. So I saw the flat on the Tuesday. I came here on the Saturday and the Sunday. So I came here, in fact, I think it was, no, I came here the Friday, Friday evening, and I came back on Saturday, that's it. Just to look at the place, I just wanted to come and check out the area, see what it was like, see, and come in the evening as well to see if it, if it was quiet, quiet area. So I came into the flat, so I knocked on a couple of doors just to try and speak to the neighbors to ask them if it was an okay place, if it was a nice place to live. But no one answered the doors. So I didn't, and I did it again on the Saturday, came back. At least by this time, I, had to, I ended up having to walk home on the Friday because there was no buses so I found out that the buses kind of stop fairly early in the evening which isn't isn't the best and then a Saturday afternoon I came back again and it was light and I again knocked on the doors but I got to see what it was like during the day and again there was no answer on anybody's doors so I got more of a sense of what it was like and also I had I'd made sure that I knew where it was so that come the morning because the Tuesday appointment was early in the morning it was about five past nine or something in the morning so it gave me um, the opportunity to make sure that I knew where it was and make sure that I wasn't late I think I still was late, but by a couple of minutes. I think I was waiting outside, and I'd already, I didn't know whether they were gonna come down if, uh, or anything like that, anyway. So I came, I went upstairs, uh, I went into the building, and the first thing I noticed is when I, when the person, that's a lady, um, she showed, she showed me in, so she, she turned the key and opened the door and there was, it was quite dark um, in the hallway, but because there was no curtains on any of the windows, there was light coming in. So it was, there was, you know, there was enough light and also the, so I could kind of see around but uh, I, I didn't realize how big it was inside. It was, um, so I opened the door, opened the front door, which I, I followed her because she came in first. And the first thing she did was show me the, um, like a storage room. And the storage room itself was nearly as big as the room that I was living in before moving here it was a, it was the wrong shape and um, I don't mean that in a prejudiced way it just it was it was more like a, an L an L you know sort of turn a turny kind of shape um, not turnip 
turny kind of you know it's like a, like a corner and then turn right and then you carry on walking so it's that kind of shape but I was surprised that the I couldn't see greatly in there because there was no light in in there uh, I discovered there was no electricity at all in available in you know it was cut off there was no electricity in the um, flat at all but I was surprised at how big it was how big the that room was considering it wasn't even one of the rooms and then we walked down and there was no I noticed there was no there was no carpet so it's quite echoey in the hallway and the walls seemed okay there wasn't really much in a way of there wasn't really any marks as much you know it was fairly clean I could see the kitchen ahead of me it was at the end of the hallway so but as I walked in on the left there was the bedroom and it was a nice size and I think rooms look bigger when there's nothing in them as well so it's kind of hard to well for me I found it didn't found it yeah I found it a bit trying to visualize my bed in that room what it would look like how much space it would take you know but outside of the bed I didn't really have much in the way of furniture really I had a this tabley thing I don't know what I think I got rid of it actually a chair basically so when I moved in here I had a chair I had a bed and uh, a small television that that's it that's pretty much was my entire you know apart from some books a few books and some clothes that's kind of pretty much all I had and a little laptop which was okay it was working okay for the first year or so and then so I was trying to visualize what the flat would look like with these things in it and uh, So it was, it was kind of weird, but you know, I didn't, when I first moved in, oh, I then realized that I wanted to have a double bed because having a single bed is, was, is all I could ever have had in the room before. A double bed wouldn't have, if I'd have had a double bed in my other room that I was renting before moving here, I would have had to sleep sideways so I would have had to strap myself in and you know put basically sleep against the wall if that makes sense sideways because it wasn't enough room on the floor to fit a double bed there was I could touch either side <laughs> I could touch either side of the walls when I was in bed. 
So this gives you an idea how. And I, I haven't got, I haven't got basketball arms. You know, I don't. I know they're not that long. They're just general size. You know, they're not. Uh, I wouldn't win any awards with the length of or any part of my body, but not my arms. I wouldn't wouldn't win win any awards. Wouldn't be able to start some kind of career with my with my length of my arms. So I remember looking and seeing the bedroom and thinking, ooh. And even the, the paint, I mean the floorboards, not the floorboards, the the concrete on the floor, there was there was paint on there from where well who knows how many years worth of painting's been done over the years, you know, this this flat's been here probably probably the flat's probably older than me it's probably been here for longer than I have which is cool and it will be with me for the rest of my life I'll try and keep it and look after it It would be nice if I lived near a beach. I quite like to. I'd like to live somewhere nice. But when I think of living somewhere nice, I don't think of living in a nicer home because I'm happy, you know, as far as it goes, this suits me. There's everything I need in this place. It would just be nice to live somewhere. I'll give you an idea what it's like. I was just walking up to the bus with my friend. We were just going to go to the shops. And we saw a woman walking, walking down the road. And we were both surprised. So it gives you an idea of the kind of area that I live in is to see a female or adult walking past it's, it just doesn't rarely see people it's just not a very um, public place it's, you get some people you know that live here of course but it's not it's not somewhere that you walk through isn't you know don't have any kebab shops or hairdressers if I wanted to buy more teasers I'd, I'd need to go to the garage that's the closest place and they're just expensive they're not you know so you can't get cheap more teasers can't get a box for a pound like you know in the pound shop or in Iceland that's a shop by the way that's a 
in case you didn't know, I do talk about Iceland a little bit sometimes, and just to let you know in case you don't realise, because I'm very aware that I've got people from all over the world listening to me. So, Iceland is a it's a shop, it's a store that sells frozen food. Not just frozen food, but that's what it's basically predominantly frozen food. So you go in there and there's loads of freezers and they pretty much sell anything you can think of really. Pizzas and potatoes, vegetables, um, what other things do they sell? Just trying to think, if I go in to the Iceland in my local shop, my local Iceland store, I first go in on the left hand side, there's some bread. They always seem to have bread, and it's, don't, I'm not, I, I'm, I'm not complaining, but I'm just, I think, if you've got, whether you've got a basket, or if you're, you know, using a trolley, bread is pretty much the last item you want to be putting in your trolley or your basket not the first item because it's it's squashy isn't it it's squashy and it can get squashed but that's always seems to be at the door as if go and put it in first and I think there's some eggs there as well again eggs they need to go on top So I've got some bread and put some eggs underneath and put some tins of beans on top. No, I didn't really. I'd So if, as you go in, there's a bread on the left and the right hand side. I'm trying to think what's on the right hand side. Um, Not sardines, but I think there are sardines. But there's because you've got freezers right from the start. So, is it the first aisle as you walk down? There's freezers both sides, but above the freezers, there's shelves, and on those shelves, there are items of food that you can buy. Uh, so, some of the stuff could be. Let's say tomato ketchup, and I I do like Heinz tomato ketchup, although I don't eat it as much as once I did. Just yeah, I don't not that worried about it anymore. Not that it was ever like a major deal. It wasn't. A case of you know I refused to eat my food unless I had tomato ketchup smothered all over it. It wasn't that much of a an issue, but I did like it. I, I still do like it, especially on uh, you know something like a barbecue. Not that I really have barbecues very often, but I do like. To have it, but I just haven't had any for a couple of weeks really. 
I like salad cream as well. But mayonnaise, that's a no-no. That's mayonnaise, that's that's to me it's like it's like swapping underpants with someone that's just run a marathon. You know, I, I don't want to do it. I don't want. I don't want to have mayonnaise. I don't just don't like it very much. It feels feels uncomfortable. Just not interested in it. Don't don't really not not in love with mayonnaise at all. But the components of mayonnaise I like when they're separate, like eggs. Cheese, spinach, um, beef, fish, radishes. I don't know what the, I can't remember what what's put what makes mayonnaise, but I like the the individual the individual components. But when it's mixed together, I, I'm not I'm not so into it. you back Andre is in the kitchen doing his uh, I don't know I'm thinking of writing a novel about him some kind of romantic novel you know how the how he met my slipper how he wooed my slipper and Maybe wrote poetry, sonnets, and declared his love to my slipper. Maybe you know, talking about the first date, and yeah, their adventures of love and happiness. Or oh, I might just carry on talking about mayonnaise. But salad cream's nice. There's something about salad cream that I really, really like. It's, and I don't have it hardly ever. Really the only time I really ever have salad cream is if I'm in a pub and I'm having some food, like maybe chips or chips and another item of food which is also served on the same plate but it could you know whatever it might be and depending on the situation of course and what I've ordered and what that particular establishment serves you know it depends on what's on the menu but if there's sachets of salad cream that's what I get. I get salad cream. I get tomato ketchup. I get vinegar. And I probably don't bother with salt. That's one thing I've not never really been that worried about salt. I think we we've got salt in so much 
about foods anyway. I've never really been a, an additional salt adder. No, it's not really been part of my complex behaviour. Salt is just doesn't not something I really think about. If I've got a bowl of chips or a plate of chips, I say that because some people, some places uh, will serve chips in a bowl. Some will serve them on a plate. Some places, and I don't, I can't understand why. Some places will serve them on a piece of wood like a flat piece of wood it would need to be flat wouldn't it really if it was all jagged and you know lopsided things would fall off and it wouldn't really work I suppose but I never really done why it's like it's like a little bread um, a bread slice of thing you know that you put the bread on and what do they call it? Oh, yeah, breadboard. So I think breadboards are fine for bread. And I don't, I don't want to be prejudiced against, you know, other types of things that maybe can be sliced or or prepared. You know, I do understand that not everything is bread. There are other things, apparently. Um, so maybe you know I focus too much on the on the the bread aspect of of the slicing and the board, which is called a bread board. But I just I don't don't feel that that's necessarily the right thing to serve food. Upon, and I, I don't, I don't mean to disrupt anyone's uh, lifestyle at all. You know, I, I'm, I'm pretty easy going with most things, and and I understand this. It's all, it's all down to personal preference, isn't it? And when I got into the a bit further up, I left the bedroom, went into the the living room, and as I got in there, I thought to myself, I wonder whether I should have finished that conversation about breadboards and salad cream as like abruptly as I did maybe I should have like wound it down a little bit before just going back to talking about the flat and the, the living room but it's just I don't know it, I felt a bit like a bit like planning a wedding I kind of got so involved in it that I wasn't sure how to uh, escape. 
so yeah I just um, <laughs> had to sort of move on to something more interesting and get back to reality and enjoyment so I'm back yeah so I'm, I'm in the flat looking around the living room the living room's bigger it's bigger than the um, the bedroom what struck me what didn't strike me but what what I noticed really two things I noticed there might have been more than two things but two things that I um, well kind of two things I'm noticing now as I'm looking at them but two of the things I noticed first of all is how big the windows were and how much light was coming in so the, the windows are pretty big there wasn't any curtains or anything like that in them or on them another thing I noticed was the size of the radiators because the size of the radiators were the length of the window in both the living room and the, the, or the lounge and the bedroom never really know what the difference is between a living room and a lounge something about the living room was a, it's a room you live in the lounge is that room you lounge about in well this is probably a bit of both I do do a bit of lounging I'm kind of lounging about here but you could say this is my recording room because that's where I do my recording where I talk it's my talking room it's my watching television room it's my eating room it's where I eat it's where I work on the internet it's room so it's it's kind of everything the only thing I really do in my bedroom is sleep which is a kind of sad admission to be fair but you know but it's it's a sleeping room I don't I don't spend any time in there doing anything else apart from sometimes I'll I'll play with Andre and we'll jump on the bed and you know we'll play hide and seek and stuff like that and he'll uh, destroy some of my clothing but he does that anyway it's not really relevant to the, the bedroom there's not really much in there there's a wardrobe and there's a set of drawers which has you know I think three or four drawers and that's where I keep you know some clothes and stuff like that there's not much really happens in there I do wonder if I ever in the future manage to get myself a, a lovely lady that thinks that I'm just superb <laughs> thinks that I'm just like very 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 lovely and maybe I think that she's rather nice as well and perhaps eventually we decided to 
um, I don't know what the right word is, but you know, live together in, in the same space, share the same oxygen, you know, the same, live in the same accommodation. And I suppose the bedroom would then be used a bit more you know, for getting ready and maybe I need to redecorate it and put some nice bedroom furniture in there. And but I do have a double bed. It's nice, I love my double bed. I don't think, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to go back to having a single bed again. I like being able to just spread just, you know, spread my arms out and my legs out. And to do that without hitting a wall is nice. It's nice to do that without hitting a wall or falling out onto the floor. It's nice, you know. And then I went into the kitchen. Well, actually, I went into the bathroom first. And the bathroom's not big, but it's, it's probably bigger than the other bathroom I lived that I had before. But that was a shower, so it was quite a big room. But it just had a shower in it. But if it had a a bath, then it would have been it would have made the room a lot smaller. So this, you know, I've got a bath and a toilet and a sink, and there's quite a big cupboard in there, which used to be the airing cupboard, I do believe. So there's a bunch of shelves and, you know, quite a lot of room in there to put stuff in there. So that was that was okay. That was a, a nice enough bed, you know, bathroom, and the kitchen went in there. There was no, there was no, um, what's it, something you cook on, cooking, cooker, there was no cooker, and there was no, you know, I didn't really have much in there, there was a boiler, because that comes with a flat, and there was windows, and there was uh, kitchen cabinets, so what was that, one, two, one, two, two on the wall, and then one, two, three underneath. But really just one that I use underneath. The other two are a bit, you know, one's under the sink, so that's not really a proper cupboard. Can't really, don't feel I can put anything under there, although I do, so I suppose that's a, but nothing, I don't go in there regularly. And um, the other one to the left, I don't, again, I, I keep a few bits under there, but not much. And then there was a gap where the cooker needed to be. And there was a gap underneath the 
the kitchen not table but you know the, the top of the kitchen where you can prepare food and stuff like that there was a gap where the fridge could be the thing is I didn't want well, when I first before you know I got in there I, I decided to take the flat admittedly the, the lady said that I could choose now or I can choose I can let her know at 1.30 in the afternoon that was the two choices I had and then she had a phone call and she said that that's the person outside was waiting to see the flat so someone else there's a bunch of people were going to also come and see the flat so I just said um, I'll take it and I did I took it so I got myself um, what did I get I bought a cooker a fridge and a washing machine all in one go which came to quite a lot of money and I had them all delivered and I got the washing machine connected but I didn't um, my dad connected the cooker and the fridge was just the clayser just plugging it in but the fridge was too small which I wasn't really it's, it was like going back to what I already had I already had a tiny little fridge with a tiny little um, compartment for the freezer so what I thought is I need another one I need something a bit bigger but luckily my dad had a freezer for me to offer me so he he brought a freezer around so I put the freezer underneath and the fridge on top of the cabinet on top of the you know the the kitchen table bit so I had basically a fridge freezer but they were broken up into two different things and then Probably about a year ago I got myself uh, another freezer as well separate because it's, it just gives me a lot more space to put frozen stuff in and that's it really that's when I first moved in there was no um, there was no electricity there's no gas so I had to get the electricity changed over because there was a, a debt to the person that lived here before so they had to have someone come in and fix that the same with the gas same with the water I had to do all this stuff so I didn't have any electrical gas for a week so I couldn't start really I could do stuff painting and that during the day but it's you know come the evening now I couldn't see anything it was dark you know but eventually it all came together and probably 
couple of weeks after I moved in, two or three weeks, I got the carpet. So that was nice, I had the carpet in the whole place, so it looked really good with the carpet. So that was probably in June, May, May time, probably I got the carpet. And then in September I got Andre. And he absolutely ruined the carpet. Also a neighbour gave me a settee. And Andre absolutely ruined the settee as well. <laughs> ruined it absolutely, completely. He loved that say. I should have kept it really just for him to play in. Because he loved it so much. Anyway. That's the end of that story. Well, it's not the end. It's kind of the beginning in some ways. But as I was talking about the dressing gown, I always remember sitting here on an evening at probably November time, watching television, and Andre, who was, I'd had him for maybe a month or two, and he'd been, he was hard work, you know, he wasn't very affectionate to me or anything for quite a while I, had, I was constantly picking him up and he was trying to get away from me and he'd play with me and stuff but he just wasn't very affectionate and then on this occasion he's tiny still and he climbed up my leg and he climbed up the sleeve of my dressing gown and just went to sleep and he was asleep there for hours and I was carrying him around going and sort of trying to go to the toilet going into the kitchen still trying to keep him in the sleeve because I was so happy that he'd decided to just cuddle up with me and from then onwards he's, he, he did it every day after that doesn't do it anymore now but He's way too big to fit up the sleeves. But he was tiny. And that was, uh, for, for me, quite a bonding experience. It showed that he trusted me enough to, for him to just fall asleep. You know, in a situation like that, just inside my dressing gown sleeve. I already, already fell in love with him long before that but that I just I, I fell even more in love with him I think I thought I think I love him more every day it's kind of weird anyway that's me I'm going to go hope, hope that I bored you completely and I will speak to you next time. My name is Jason Newland. My website is jasonnewland.com. 
blah 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 oh I do have a hypnotic buffet Android app so check that out in the description if you want to download that I might get an Android app for these let me bore you to sleep which might make it a bit easier for people to just listen because there'll be an app and it'll just automatically be there um, but I'll just have to see because it's cost me $100 to do it anyway thank you for listening and I shall speak to you next time lots of love bye